want to talk to you for just a little bit tonight on pretty simple stuff. I, I'm just a simple man, so I just preach simple stuff. Didn't we have a time here Sunday morning? Was that great or not? Did you enjoy the man of God that was here Sunday morning? Wasn't he a great preacher, great man, great move of the Holy Ghost? I saw people getting renewed in the Holy Ghost and uh, God doing a great work. And uh, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to talk tonight something that I've, I've talked about in times past, and, and uh, I don't apologize for that. But it's been a long time since I approached the subject as I am tonight. But I want to talk a little bit this evening about something that we all, and I mean all, deal with. I want to talk about the battleground of the mind. Everybody say that with me, the battleground of the mind. You know, there's a place called Golgotha where Jesus was crucified. And Golgotha means the place of the skull. That's literally what the word Golgotha means, the place of the skull. I was privileged some time ago, a couple of years ago now, to go and to stand there and look at Golgotha. And a very moving, very moving place where you realize that Jesus Christ was crucified. If we are ever going to be effective in spiritual warfare, the first field of conflict is our mind. And the battleground that is right here between our ears, we have to be crucified in our own Golgotha, the place of the skull. You know, I, I, and I believe sin is rampant. I know a lot of stuff's going on. Our world has gone absolutely crazy. I can't explain it all. Brother Dave Phillips told me just before church, he said the Pope today said that it was that homosexuality was all right and uh, that the Bible was wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible's never wrong, and homosexuality is still a sin. Take that, Mr. Pope. But the facts are, the world has trouble right here. The thinking, to, 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 to defeat the devil, and I'm just going to just take my time here and talk a little bit. To defeat the devil, we've we got to be crucified right here in this mind. We, we've got to be renewed by the Spirit. The Bible talked, said, it said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. We got to have a mind operation. The domain of Satan is darkness. We understand that. He lives in darkness. The fact is the devil is in darkness, and wherever there is spiritual darkness, that is exactly where Satan is resides. Spiritual warfare is not necessarily a welcome dimension in our experience with God. We as Christians don't like sometimes spiritual warfare. And some people may never initiate warfare on the devil. But let me tell you, if you live for God, you've got to face the fact that the devil is initiating spiritual warfare against you. It's not about your name, it's about his name. It's not about your kingdom, it's about his kingdom. And when you start to live for God 
and become a Christian, the devil starts attacking you because you are a part of the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Jude 6 said this, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the, de- the judgment of the great day. He has reserved them under darkness. The, uh, the devil operates in darkness. We all know that. God is light. The Bible said that he is. But the devil and the fallen angels with him have been relegated to live in the darkness, not just the darkness that we know as it is outside now, but spiritual darkness and and scriptural darkness. The eternal darkness to which this scripture refers is a moral darkness. It's a darkness that has come upon the face of this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters here, this pastor tonight, we are living in the darkest times of humanity. And the devil is running rampant in our world. It's, it, it, it's, it's not something that we chose. It's just the facts. But the Bible said we are children of the light. We're not of the night. We are of the day. Amen? So we as Christians have to be, we, we've been delivered from the domain or the authority of the darkness of this world. Colossians 1.13 said this, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So here's the deal. If we tolerate darkness through tolerance of sin in our life, we leave ourselves vulnerable for satanic assault because he comes to darkness. Wherever there is willful disobedience to the Word of God. There is spiritual darkness and potential for demonic activity. Now, I I don't believe that people who have the Holy Ghost are, are I don't believe they're, they can be demon-possessed. I don't believe that spirit can live in you unless you walk away from God. I do believe that there are people that have had the Holy Ghost and walk away from God that demonic activity can occur in their life and they can become demon-possessed. Amen. Luke said this in 1135, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. And the only way that can be be of darkness, if the light which is in thee becomes darkness, it's when you walk away from the things of God it's when you move away from spiritual things and you, you fall into a carnal state. The Bible said in Proverbs 20, 27, it said this, the spirit of a man, say this with me, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So when you harbor sin, the light which is in you, will become darkness. The devil can traffic in that area of darkness, even the darkness in a Christian's heart and a Christian's life when we leave sin in our life. I asked the Lord today, 
in my prayer, Lord, search me and try me and know me and see if there be any sin in me. Now, there's sometimes that we, we know there's sin and we know the Lord knows there's sin and so we pray and get it out. But there are times that we leave things in our heart knowingly. Well, I got a few amens. And, and it is that area that the devil will move into. And darkness will invade your life. An example of Satan having access to the carnal side of human nature. It's seen in Simon Peter's denial of Jesus. Very obvious that Peter failed. We all know that. When Peter was tempted and tried, he failed. What we do not see is another side. It's what's going on in the invisible world of the Spirit. You see, it was not long before Peter fail that Jesus predicted that he would fail. He said, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. Oh, Lord, no me, not, not me. I, I will never deny you. But there was an unseen side of Peter. The You know, I mean, this is the guy that whipped his sword out and cut an ear off of a soldier. This was the guy that that he was probably more vocal than any of the Lord's disciples at that time. Luke twenty two thirty one. listen to this. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. The Lord saw something Simon didn't see. And, and I'm going to talk about it for just a little bit tonight. Behind the scenes, Satan had demanded, had demanded permission and received permission from God to sift Simon Peter like wheat. He couldn't kill him, but he could sift him. And he had access to a part of Peter's life that was very dark. And I want to tell you what it is. The, you know, when the, the Lord said at the Lord's Supper and said somebody's going to betray me, remember this conversation. Is it I, Lord? Is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And they all denied that they were going to be the one. You know, Simon, Lord, no, 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 not me. Well, that argument developed into something bigger. Go read your Bible. Luke twenty two twenty four said there was also a strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. They went from saying, Lord, I will never deny you. I will never betray you until, look at me, I'm the greatest. And pride, somebody say pride. Pride was in the heart. I mean, this is the water walker. This is the guy that had the keys to the kingdom. This is the guy that was the vocal of all the disciples, more vocal than any of them. But he had a little pride, and he went from Lord is it I to an argument about who 
was the greatest. The discussion went from an attitude of shock and dismay to an argument concerning all those disciples of who was the greatest. And evidently, Peter, Peter really had that argument going because it was pride that got Peter. Let me tell you what pride will do to us. This is what you got to get out of your skull. You're a nobody. You are not anything but a mud ball, a piece of dust saved by the grace of God. I'm a nobody. We don't even deserve to be here. That's why I sang Amazing Grace. If we think we are more than who we are and bigger than what we are and have more than what we are, we are fooling ourselves. Somebody here got to help me tonight. Here's what Proverbs said. The wise men said this in Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Where do you get that? Right here between your ears. When you start thinking wrong, when you start believing what people are saying, when you build your, you know what the Bible said? That a man should not think more highly of himself that he ought to think. I want to confess, and I'm not just saying this. I want to confess tonight. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm not worthy to be here. I'm not a, I, I don't claim to be a prophet or an apostle. I don't claim to be anything great. But here's what I do know. I know if God will hear my cry, I want to be saved. I want to humble myself at the mighty hand of God because he said if you do that, you will. if you humble yourself, he will exalt you in due season. There's coming a time when he will raise us up. Ladies and gentlemen, pride in your mind will cause you to fall not one time but every time. Amen. Pride calls Satan's fall. The devil got kicked out of heaven over pride. It caused him to fall, and, 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 and it's going to cause his ultimate destruction. We need to recognize before we do warfare that the areas that we hide in darkness are the very areas of future defeat. Whatever we put away in the back of our mind, when we, when we say, well, you know, I'm, I'm better than them, I, and even in a thought process, I, I'm, I, don't have to, I don't have to submit to that. Let me tell you something this, this evening. Everybody, including this pastor, needs to submit to somebody. Submission is a part of living for God. You believe that? I've told this church for years, and I'll say it again on this night. Uh, if, if, you, if you can't trust me, you need to go somewhere you can trust somebody. Amen. If you're not sure, you either better check me out by this or go find you somebody you can be sure. Come on now. Because the facts are, we can't, we can't just take everything at face value and you can't listen to all the voices of the world and you can't think you're somebody when you're not really anybody. Your pride will cause you to fall. And to be effective in spiritual warfare, you got to have the discerning of your own heart. You got to check your own mind. You got to walk humbly before God. You got to go to the Lord every day and say, Lord, you got to clear my mind up. Let me tell you, I can't answer for you, but I have more trouble right here between my 
my ears than anything else. I don't. I'm not going to get a six-pack after church. That don't appeal to me. I'm not going to go get me a pack of cigarettes and start smoking. That don't appeal to me. Hello, somebody. I mean, there's just some things that I, I don't care about. But I tell you what I have to battle every day. Spiritual warfare right here. Spiritual warfare, things that get in your mind, things that the devil will cause you to think, all against your brother. Feelings of malice or envy or strife or even hatred or covetousness. You know, we, we, we talk about a lot of stuff, and look, there's outward sin. We all know that. There's outward sin. Christians ought to, they ought to live like Christians. They ought to walk like Christians, talk like Christians, go where Christians go, live like Christians, look like Christians. Amen. Have that have outside appearance. Everything ought to be. We ought, well, amen. Bible said, come out from among them, be ye separate, saith the Lord. I'll be your God. You can be my sons and daughters. Every one of us have some outward things that we have to show as Christians. You got to speak as a Christian. You got come on somebody. You 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 can't cuss all day Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and come to church and act like one of the holy angels. You can't belly up to the bar on Saturday night and come in here and give tongues and interpretation on Sunday morning. There's some things Christians don't do. But I want to I want to I want to go further than that. What about the things you can't see? What about all against your brother? What about gossip? Y'all want me to preach a little bit or are we just going to tittle around here tonight? What, what about when you get something in your craw and you've had it there for 10 years and you won't let it go? And it's like a gnawing cancer. You can walk up here and talk in tongues and jump up and down and shed crocodile tears, but I promise you, till you get it fixed in your mind and in your heart, it will not be fixed with God. Amen. This is, this is why we've got, to, we've got to worry about our mind. Peter you know what? I'll tell you what he did. When he realized what he did, the Bible said he repented bitterly with tears. That's what made Simon Peter the man that he was. You want, you want to talk about real things, real people? Let, 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 let me just talk about our real world a little bit, okay? I believe God is the fastest forgiver. You believe that? I believe God will forgive us of our sins. And there's not one in this building. I don't care how long you've lived for God. There's not one here that hasn't made mistakes along the way. And we've had to go to God and ask for God's forgiveness. I have, you have. Does everybody here agree with that? But, but here's, here's the bottom line. God never gets tired 
of you coming to ask for forgiveness. He never gets tired of you humbling yourself before him. He said, little children, don't sin, but if you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation of our sin. In other words, he's the mediator. One, they said there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He's the mediator. He takes your case like a lawyer and walks in and tries to, to, to bargain you out and take care of your sin without you having to do a thing. This is a grace dispensation. That don't give us license to sin. But I want to tell you, when you do sin, you can't let the devil attack your mind and leave that sin inside of you and leave that dark corner of your heart there because where darkness abounds and sin abounds, then Christ will not live there. Well, hallelujah. Don't act like you're ignorant because most of the time we're not ignorant of what really is inside of us. See, I'm talking about the man that you can't see. I'm talking about the woman that you can't see. Sometimes all we see is the smile. All we see is the handshake, the hallelujah. Let me tell you something. It ain't all roses living for God. And it's not all pretty living for God. Sometimes, sometimes the devil attacks our mind. How many of you can honestly understand what I'm trying to say tonight when I tell you the devil will attack your mind? I could be laying in the bed at night and all of a sudden I'm awake at 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm thinking things that, my Lord, where'd that come from? And, and, and the devil puts a shock wave of worry and a shock wave of pain and and why don't why'd you do this and this one is doing this and and you know what I, it, it ain't nothing but a satanic attack in the middle of the night and you know what I'm talking about where's your kids what are they doing what's going on and you wake up you, oh you say that don't happen to you pastor yes it happens to me but I tell you what there's victory in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And you can, you can win the battle right here. You, Simon Peter, he, what, what happened to him at the cross and at the garden, what happened to him before Jesus was crucified made a better man out of him because he understood there was a dark side that he did not know was there. Amen. So when we, so when we meet these, these failures and, and we meet these times that, you know, suddenly we realize that the battle has been going on and, and perhaps we've shoved it in the back corner for a long time and the devil has invaded the ranks of our soul and our mind, there, there's, there's, there's a few things that you need to do. One of them is you've got to resist the devil, and you've got to tell him to get out. The Bible said 
But the Bible said, resist him and he will flee from you. When you start using the name of Jesus on the devil, I'm talking about in your own prayer time, in your own mind, in your own soul, when you attack him with the word of God and the power of the name, I don't care what's, what's in your soul, what's in your mind, what's in the corners of your heart, you can get it out and you can be fixed right here. There's nothing like having real peace and real joy and real love and real prayer. There's nothing like that. Let me tell you, when you get real joy and real peace, that means you're going to love your enemy. You're going to love those that hate you. You're going to pray for them. You're going to be a child of God. You're going to get up thinking different. You're going to go to bed thinking different. Quit trying to hide stuff in your mind and let the Lord take it out of you so that you can be whole as a Christian. We talk, you know, there's a lot said about mental health. Mental health is being full of the Holy Ghost and knowing it and knowing everything in your heart is right with God. Amen. Amen. So pride is the armor of darkness. I, I attacked that over and over tonight. It's the armor of darkness. Peter was devastated. He may have been ignorant to the darkness that was in him, but if you know what you're vulnerable to, don't give place to the devil. Now look, I'm preaching to me and I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to all of us tonight. If you know what you're vulnerable to, don't give place to the devil. Does that make sense to you? The Bible said don't give him any place. That means don't let him pull up a chair and sit at your table. Don't let him get in your mind. Don't let him get in your thought pattern. I want, I want to preach to you something I've preached probably hundreds and maybe thousands of times, even in this church. Listen to me right now. A sin always begins right here. Always begins right here. It never is just boom and it's sin. It's thought about. It's something that begins and initiates right here between your ears. That's why you need to shift your brain in gear before your tongue goes to flopping. And you might need to double clutch just to be sure you're not saying stuff that isn't right. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, we're all capable. We're all capable. I mean, we can, we can just let it get out of hand real quick. Matter of fact, I know people that will agree with about anything you say. They're just there for the ride. They're not leaders. They're followers. And if you say, well, you know what? She ain't worth nothing. That's right. That's right. Man, I better get out of here. I'm fixing to get in trouble. When the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost shows us an area that needs repentance, we must overcome the instinct to defend ourselves because we automatically put up our guard. There is a little preacher in every one of us. Yeah. And let me tell you what he is. He's as carnal as all get out. 
and he will stand up and defend you. And if you listen to him, you know what you need to do? Grab him by the nap of the neck and say, go sit down. Quit defending me. I'm wrong. Because there's a little preacher, a lawyer, if you want to, if, if, if you please, who will step out from the dark corners of your mind and say, you know what, there's nothing wrong with that. You really didn't say anything wrong. You really didn't do anything wrong. He's your little personal defense attorney. And he knows how to pipe up. He'll defend you to the day you die. He's, he's trained to do that because it's the inward man. It's the carnal man. It's the carnal nature. And you will never see what is wrong in you until you tell him to shut up and sit down. Does that make sense to you? you know, come on, I'm not talking Greek here tonight. Everybody in this building knows. It's very hard. Somebody said, well, you did so. so. I did not. There's that defense attorney. He jumps right up on the up on the stand and says, I hereby declare my client is not guilty. When you know you are. You know, you can't engage in spiritual warfare, spiritual battle without embracing the knowledge given in James 4 6. Listen to this. James 4 and 6. Would you just put that up there, brother? I, I want everybody to see this scripture right quick. But he hath give, he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. He giveth what? More grace. And you can't really fight the battle till you understand that God's ready to give you grace and give you victory and give you power. And when you start resisting, that God's going to be right there to help you through that situation that you're struggling with in your mind. The reason some people never live for God is they never understand that scripture. God will give you grace if you'll start resisting, if you'll start getting away and you'll start moving back. He's going to resist you as long as you're proud. But repentance is humility. Always and every time, if it's true repentance, it's coming to God in honest humility, saying, God, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, I've done wrong. I've done, get it right, right here. Amen? Hallelujah. Remember this principle. Victory brings, or excuse me, victory begins with the name of Jesus on your lips, and it will not be consummated until the nature of Jesus is in your heart. Victory begins with his name right here. When we say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I need help. Is there anybody here that knows what I'm talking about when you have to call on the name of Jesus? When you begin to appropriate not just the name of Jesus, but his nature as well, the adversary will withdraw because let me tell you, if there's anything the devil's scared of, it's Jesus Christ. And when he comes in, the devils of hell have to leave. Amen? That's why, the, that's why Paul said, and I started to bring the scripture out and just preach on it totally tonight. Because he, he said, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things have good report, whatsoever things are honest. He named all kind of stuff. And then he stopped and he said, think on these things. Did he? In other words, quit thinking about bad stuff. Think about good stuff. 
You know what the Bible said? You ready for this? This might, this might floor you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So when you start thinking evil, you are evil. When you start thinking honest, you become honest. When you start thinking spiritual things, spiritual things start happening in your life. If you're constantly thinking of how you can get by or constantly thinking about what road or avenue you can take to get around, and, and, and you're looking at sin and indulging in your mind in sin, then you are susceptible to what the devil is doing in this world, moving in the darkness of your mind. That's why Paul said you got to think. And, and, and again, this is what he said. And I'm, I'm hurrying here today. Here's what he said. You have to bring every thought into captivity. And let's be honest tonight. Who here has ever had a bad thought? If you're not raising your hand, you're lying. I mean, it, 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 it could be a number of things. It could have been, I'd like to kill her. It could be at the red light. Get your out of the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I live too. I live in the same world you live in. Yeah. It could be somebody that's harmed you or wronged you, and you stood up and said in your heart, who do you think you are? You see, When you bring every thought into captivity, here's, here's, the, here's the whole crux of the matter. There's three, boy, I'm covering a lot of ground here. There's three categories of sin in your life. Ready for this? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, the pride of life. Am I right? That's what the Bible said. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. So the devil knows how to deal with every bit of that. He, 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 he tries to make us proud. Because when we're proud, we can't receive the things of God. God resists us. One translation of that scripture that said, He resisteth the proud but giveth grace to the humble. One translation of that scripture, I studied it years ago, it says He stiff arms the proud. Now, that may not mean anything to you if you're not a ball player. But let me tell you, when a guy's running the ball and you're running full speed and he just sticks his hand out and puts it on your helmet and you go to the ground, he has stiff armed you. He's pushed you away. God pushes away the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen? So, so the devil knows, the devil knows how to get to us through the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He works on us with pride. He works on us with lust. Don't think he don't. Yeah, he does. He he. I'm going to say some stuff, and y'all can just take it home with you. I want to ask you, why are you dressing the way you dress? What's your purpose? Well, 
look straight down so nobody think I'm preaching straight at nobody. What's your purpose? Are you wearing, ma'am, are you wearing that dress to get attention? Now, us guys, we ain't got much to look at, I'll be honest with you. But if you're wearing your pants too tight, sir, pretty wrong. You're wearing your dress too short, pretty wrong. You're wearing your neckline too low, what's your purpose? There's a door right there. I can hit it at any time, and you can't catch me. Why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? What's your reason? Is the devil using you? It's, it's not easy to say. But you see, the devil knows how to get to us with the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. He knows. He knows how to give you pride. He knows how to make you lust. He knows how to get you right here. He knows how to get you to lust after the flesh or your flesh to lust after whatever. So, so this is why Christians ought to look like Christians. And whatever you wear ought to be godly and wholesome. Men and women. You've always known this. I didn't, I'm not the only one that knew this. Jesus knew this. Because he never said one time, woman, if you look upon a man to lust after him, but I tell you what he did say. He said, man, if you look on a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery already in your heart. Oh. So that tells me, you know, I hear this every once in a while. Why's all the rules for the ladies? Because y'all look so good. I tell you what one lady said in this in this church right here, sitting right back there in this auditorium. My dad was teaching, and somebody said, "Why's all the rules for the women?" And she raised her hand. She said, "I'll tell you why. Because the men make the rules." You know, here's here's what I'm saying to you. We, our mind is filled up with this junk. We just got to make sure that we're godly and we're holy. And we look good. And we, we possess the spirit of God. We're not trying to cause the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life to overtake somebody else. We're doing what we're doing to get people to heaven. We're, we're saying what we're saying. It's not just dress. It's the way you act. When you go to your job, you can't act one way and then tell them you're a Christian. They're going to know the difference. And some folks will say, well, if they're a Christian, I don't want nothing to do with Christianity. You ever heard that? Well, that's because some folks' light has not shined in the darkness. Get your head screwed on right. Get your mind in this right. Get everything in your heart right. The, the battleground is right here. You, you know what? You, you need to Think about everything that you do because that's where the battleground is in your life. Amen. And then we got these self-righteous men that say, oh, I'm not, you're lying. 
If you got red blood flowing through your veins, you are. And if you're not, something's wrong with you. You're probably on the Pope's side. Well, there ain't no use in being anything but truthful here, is it? This is Wednesday night. That's what's wrong with us now. We want to act like we're so pious and holy. Let me tell you what our righteousness is. It's just filthy rags in the sight of God. It's as filthy rags in the sight of God. It, you, you, you know, one of the things that happened back in the beginning, the, the Bible talks about the, the Lord, he, when he brought the curse upon the serpent in the garden, you know what he talked about him? You will eat the dust. You'll eat the dust. You'll, think about this. You know what you're made out of? You know where you come from? Dust. It's the car. I'm talking about a spiritual side now. I realize there's another side. But the spiritual side is the devil wants to eat you up. He wants to tear into you like a serpent. He wants to destroy your thoughts. He wants to destroy your heart, your mind, your soul. I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to the, look, sometimes if, if, if I could, I'd take a pistol and just blow this carnal man off the map because I'm a carnal man. And guess what? You're a carnal man or a woman. Yes, you are. But the only way to get that fixed is to get the mind of God. The Bible said, let this mind be in you which was in Christ. It's a battle. You think the Lord won the battle easy? That's why he went to the garden and prayed until sweat came as of great drops of blood. And he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. That's the carnal side. That's the flesh side. You say Jesus didn't have a flesh side. Yes, he did. His mother was flesh. His daddy was God. And he said, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So be careful. Satan dines on, on dust. And when you... Let your carnal man overtake you. You've gone back to dust. Let your humility come before God. Be honest with God. You know what? God's not going to be horrified or shocked by your sins because he already knows them. And he loves you anyway. You can't do enough good to make God love you anymore. And you can't do enough bad to make God love you any less. He just loves you. Does anybody believe that with me tonight? You believe that tonight. So let this mind, let this mind be right. Let this mind do the right thing. The battle is won in prayer. The battle is won in the Word of God. This is why David said, no doubt, this is why he said this, Thy word, O God, have I hid in my heart. Because you know what this does? This works on our mind. If you don't know this, if you don't know this, then it doesn't bother you. But if you study this, it'll give you strength. It'll convict you when you're wrong. It'll put you in the right thought process. Amen? But if you don't read this and you don't know this, then it, it, it can't have a bearing on your mind. The only way you can have the mind of Christ is read the Word of Christ. Let me say it again. The only way you can have the mind of Christ is read the Word of Christ. I'm closing. I'm through. The battleground of the mind. There's, I got several more pages of stuff that I can go to, but I'm not. 
There's strongholds in your mind. There's things that you need to conquer. You can't conquer them by yourself. You've got to have the help of God. You've got to have the victory in your life. You've got to have the Holy Ghost in your life. This is why the Holy Ghost is so important in our life. I, 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 my wife and I have had several discussions about people that, that just, you know, they don't believe that you, you have to have the Holy Ghost or even that you need the Holy Ghost. There's a certain denomination that, that, that used to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but now I've heard the statistics of that organization where because preachers quit pushing that and preaching that and telling their people you need the Holy Ghost, there's 80% of that church that does not have the Holy Ghost now. Well, let me tell you something. That's not good. That's a bad thing. I'm telling you 100% of us need the power of the Holy Ghost in our life. We need the power of the Holy Ghost in our life. We need to be tongue talkers. We need to be full of the power of God because I'm telling you that's strength for your journey and that will help you fix your mind. Stand all over this house with me. Amen. Pull down ever strong and hold in your life. Take care of everything that comes across that mind. You know what? It won't be 24 hours. It won't even be that long. It won't be 12 hours till a bad thought's going to come racing through. Come on, guys. Get the offering right quick while I'm, while I'm talking. It won't be, it won't be 12 hours until, until there's a thought. And you're going to be reminded of what Pastor said here on Wednesday night. It won't be 12 hours till, till something's going to come through your mind and you're going to say, mm, shouldn't have thought that. Just go right ahead. I shouldn't have thought that. You know why you shouldn't have thought that? Because you know that's not right. But the devil sets up shop in your mind. You know where envy comes from? The mind. You know where malice comes from? The mind. You know where hatred comes from? The mind. The more you think on things, that, that offend you, the more you think on things that are bad for you, the, the darker it gets in your mind. And, and let me tell you what a thought is. Look at me right now. I know you're giving, and I, we're, we're fixing the clothes. But let me, let me tell you what a thought is. A thought is a seed. It's not every thought that comes through your mind bad is not sin unless you keep it there. Okay? We cannot help some things. Don't look at me like that. You cannot help some things. When you see some things, you think some things automatically because we're all human. There's some things we can't help thinking. But the problem is, is when we leave it and then we water it and we fertilize it and, and we keep thinking it. That's why you got to say, oh, wait a minute. Get that out of here. That can't stay in here. Because if you leave it, it's going to grow up. And it's going to become a plant. And then it's going to become a tree. And then it's going to be there and you're not going to be able to get it out. Because you left it in your mind. It is like a cancer that starts small, that goes big, that consumes you and eats you up. Don't let it happen. The battleground is right here. Let's win the battle by humility before the Lord and repentance before the Lord. I don't know about you. I can't answer for you. You may be way holier than I am, but I have to repent every day. I do. 
I'm, I'm confessing you, if you're looking for a better pastor than that, I, I'm not your guy. I have to repent every day. I'm just being honest. And some of you need to. You may not, but you probably need to. Because repentance will bring you to humility before God. I love you all. Thank you for letting me speak. I, 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 you know, I know it's scattermatic. I know that I've said a lot of these things before, but the facts are it just been on me today, and I, I pulled out two or three different other things, and I thought, you know what, I better, I better, I better go this way. And I'd think for a while, and I'd say, no, and every time I got through today, it's right back to that. So here it is. Take it. Put it in your crawl. Think about it. But I want to tell you, and we'll give you some good advice, live by it. In Jesus' name. I love you all. I'll see you Sunday. I'll be preaching. The Holy Ghost is going to be here. God's going to do some great things.